Hey, welcome in everybody. It is the Southlock Football Guys podcast. With you as always, it's Evan, Robbie, and Adam. And it's wild card weekend here, guys. Fired up. Uh, for the first time ever, we got six games to go over. Uh, three Saturday, three Sunday. I know I'm excited. Uh, Robbie, Man. are you fired up? Oh, yeah. Two extra wild card games? Sign me up. More football. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta love uh, wild card. Yeah, they, they advertise in it as the super wild card weekend. The super wild card. Yeah, uh, Robbie, you're looking very festive. Uh, you got your floral shirt on, fresh from that uh, tropical vacation to Florida. Yeah, you know, felt like a still on vacation set of mind. You know, feeling good. Uh, you know, ready ready for football. I think that's the big festivities going on this week. Of course, wild card vacation. Rob, back at it. Look out. Yeah, I mean. With a shirt bucks. like that, I mean, you're betting the bucks this week for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want to follow Robbie if if you could see what shirt he was wearing right now. It's 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 awesome. But uh, yeah, we're excited to get into uh, the week or the uh, wild card weekend here uh, and the bets available. Uh, before we do that, why don't we get into the news? So over the weekend, uh, well, Monday was Black Monday for NFL coaches. Uh, only three got fired. Um, Adam Gase, gone. That probably should have been last year. Um, I don't think he's going to land anywhere. But uh, Doug Marone, also gone. He did his job. So, you know, they got the number one pick. And then Anthony Lynn, which was uh, – that one was a little bit questionable. But, yeah, they all got fired. Um, and then uh, – with the Eagles, I know there's a lot of controversy this this past weekend with uh, how they handled the QB situation. Pulled Jalen Hurts right in the second half of that game, sort of, you know, stopped trying to win, and you know, the, the Giants fans probably upset with that. But uh, yeah, and, um, we have Kevin Stefanski and uh, B- Bettino, Joel, B- Joel Batonio, <laughs> Batonio, <laughs> Rick Bettino. <laughs> Uh, both of them, I don't know why we're laughing. <laughs> both of them, <laughs> uh, both of them, both of them have uh, COVID, uh, and they will not be available for this wild card game. But. Uh, I feel bad for Petonia. We can't even pronounce his name right. You know, he's on a this crappy Bear or Browns team that's gone like yeah, disrespecting. And then he finally gets a chance at the playoffs, and now he's uh, wow, he's got COVID. I'm on the Browns, so I can. I could make that jab, but <laughs> Josh Jacobs, uh, Dewey, though. He crashed his car. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, That's going to affect you know, his availability to start next year, but the Raiders aren't in the playoffs, so they don't need to worry about that this week. And that's that's about it for the news. All right. Well, uh, why don't we just do one final look back at the uh, regular season. We'll review our Week 17 picks here. So last week, guys, in terms of our locks, uh, Adam, we'll start off with you. Broncos money line, uh, close but no cigar there. So I missed. Yeah, gotta make your extra points. Yep. Uh, Robbie Bears money line. So I missed. Yeah, that was a clown in one for hey. sure. <laughs> you know, when you're in, when you're in Florida, you know, you gotta make. Dude, I was a bear leaver too. for sure. You know. Shouldn't have been. <laughs> Shouldn't have known better. <laughs> Bills minus one was my lock, and uh, fortunately that hit. 
All right. Yeah. yeah so that was a good call. There we go. Um, in terms of our consensus parlay, we did the Ravens. We had the Colts minus fourteen. We don't have a push button. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> and uh, we had the Cowboys. They don't were minus uh, two and a half, right? Yeah, it, it didn't work out. Or they were minus one and a half. But uh, yeah, they came back, but could not beat the Giants, uh, much to our chagrin. And with that, uh, that will wrap up our 2020 uh, week, our regular season review. So we're on to the playoffs, gentlemen, and uh, you know I'm I'm fired up. Before we we get into the actual games, why don't we come up with some playoff hot takes here? So Adam, I'll turn it over to you. What's a playoff hot take you got have for us? Uh, my playoff hot take for this 2021 playoff run is that the Rams defense uh, will lead lead them on a playoff run. I I. I I was really impressed with what they did the last two weeks. Um, you know, I, I, you know, this defense is elite. They have numerous playmakers on every level of the field. Um, and then, you know, I just you've seen this Seahawks team struggle a lot on offense the second half of the year, where you know their their strength almost flipped from offense to defense. And you know, I think this Rams team is built for the playoffs. You know, whoever's in a whoever's in a quarterback, there would be Golf, Wolford. You know they're gonna run the ball. That's their identity. Um, they get, they're really good on both fronts, uh, O line, D line, and you know I, they're they're built for a playoff run. So uh, that's that's my hot take. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go next. Uh, my hot take is that Josh Allen will be the most impressive quarterback this postseason. And uh, you know you're probably saying to yourself, well, that's crazy because uh, this is a postseason that includes Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Pat Mahomes and the likes of uh, Drew Brees and uh, Russell Wilson. But I'm saying that Josh Allen is going to show us the most out of the quarterback position here. I think the Bills are poised for a big run. I think they can beat anybody, um, you know, any team that's left here. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I really think this Bills team is capable of quite a bit here. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I mean, they've definitely been tearing it up lately, for sure. Um, I mean, Josh Allen has been great. Um, for me, uh, I I think the dogs will have a bite in this postseason. Um, I, I don't think you should count out any of the dogs in any of these games. Um, you know, there's not really any home field advantage at all right now um, because of COVID. And, you know, uh, it just all these teams, I, I think, are going to be fighting and, um, you know, is this looks, I, I think this is going to be a very fun playoffs if you ask me. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, with that, why don't we uh, get to the picks? Cause I want to hear about some of these dogs that you're thinking about. So, uh, game one guys, we've got up on the schedule here. It is, uh, the Indianapolis Colts heading into Buffalo to take on the bills. Bills are six and a half point favorites at home. With an over/under set at fifty-one, uh, Adam, we'll start off with you. What do you think happens in this one? I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I'm going to take the Colts. Um, you know, I'm not. This is probably one of the games I'm not most confident in. But uh, the way I see it, I, you know, I, everything you said about the Bills, I agreed with. Um, but I think this Colts team is a, sort of a bad matchup for them. Um, you know, Bills 
on both sides. Uh, you know, they, they don't have the best O line, D line out of you know all the playoff teams. Uh, I mean, their 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 talent lies mostly at the skill positions. Where you know the Colts, they should be able to run the ball, and they might be able to run the ball at will on this Bills team. You know, it has me a little bit worried. I I, I definitely uh, could see this one being a little bit of a shootout. Um, but to get the Colts within a full, uh, full touchdown, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna take it. All right, Philip Rivers. You know he doesn't want to go out. You know he's gonna go out swinging. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. Um, that's that's kind of why I'm a little hesitant on siding with the Bills right now. I'm I'm on the Bills side. Um, yeah, I I mean I, I just can't seem to steer away from Josh Allen right now. I mean he's just man on a mission. Um, but I I do think the Colts. They can compete, and this is actually why uh, this over under 51, I, I love the over, and I'm going to make this one my lock. It's a lock! No! Love that. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you, Robbie. I'm thinking this is going to be a shootout as well. Um, you know, we've seen the Colts put up some uh, pretty good point totals here the last few weeks. Um you know, Colts do have a good defense. Uh, you know, it's very fast and, and uh, predicated on speed, but um, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Bills from putting up points either. That's ultimately why I'm going Bills here. I just think this becomes uh, a bit too much of a shootout, and uh, I think at the fourth quarter, it's going to come down to the Colts having to keep up with this Bills offense, and I just think, you know, eventually Phil Rivers probably makes a mistake or just runs out of gas. Uh and one mistake could cost this team. I'm expecting a pretty close game throughout, but I think the Bills are going to pull away late and win this one by more than one score, so I'm going Bills. Uh, but yeah, with that, guys, I think this is going to be one of our uh, most exciting games of the week here. As you said, Robbie, uh, 51 over under. It's the second highest of the weekend here, so uh, you know we'll see. Could be a shootout, though. All right, with that, guys, uh, let's do game number two. We've got the... Los Angeles Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are three and a half point favorites at home in this one, with the over under set at forty two. Um, I'm I'm gonna ride the Seahawks here. I think that uh, you know this is this is assuming that Wolford is starting. Um, I don't think there's too much of a difference between Wolford and Goff here. I just got this feeling that uh, you know the Seahawks team. You know, they kind of coasted through the second half of the season. But I feel like Pete Carroll will get this team fired up and we'll see some Russell Wilson magic. Uh, I keep waiting for that offensive explosion from this team, and I, and I think it comes out this week. Uh, I know the Rams have a tough D, and, uh, you know, they'll have their, their hands full there. But I just think Russell Wilson is going to be able to make a few plays, and, uh, you know, hopefully they can balance the running game off of that. Um, in terms of, you know, on the Rams' offensive side of the ball, yeah, whether it's Walford or, or Goff, I think that, um, you know, I expect the Seahawks to be able to handle it either way. Um, but I think if it's Walford, if this game's going like I think it will, I think, you know, we're either going to see some sort of a turnover to swing this game in the, in the Seahawks' favor, or we're just going to get to a point here where, where Walford just isn't able to keep up with the Seahawks. Um, for, the, for the Rams to win this one, it's going to be, you know, the defense is going to have to stand on its head. And, uh, you know, really, really just outperform the Seahawks offense. And it's going to be tough there because I expect them to be on the field a lot. But uh, interested to get your guys' take. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? 
I love the Rams here. Uh, alluded to it with my hot take earlier, but yeah, I, yeah, I like the Rams money line here, and it's gonna be my lock of the week. It's a lock. No. I think they're a really good matchup for the Seahawks team, and you know, you look at they're probably Seahawks' biggest weapon, DK Metcalf. He, he is yet to have a good game against Jalen Ramsey in his career. Um, you know that the running game for the Seahawks, it's been it's been okay of late, but I, I you know, if if you can pressure. Um, Russell Wilson up the middle, which you know the Rams are more than capable of with uh, Aaron Donald game record. I, I, I just have a tough time seeing the Seahawks move the ball in this Rams offense. I know two weekends ago they they won, um, but that game was a little bit of fluke, fluky. Um, even Russ didn't play that well. He had a couple of bombs, but you know I, the, this Rams offense, I think they're going to find enough success with uh, their scheme. They're going to be able to run the ball in the Seahawks defense and. You know, I maybe Wolford. This this is his run because I don't really like you mentioned. I don't see really much of a uh, a dip in offensive production between him and golf. So I, I mean, regardless of who's playing a quarterback, I, I really like the Rams money line. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I I feel pretty good about the Rams. Uh, I'd probably just be taking the points here uh, because a hey, three and a half. You know, you I'd expect this to be a close game regardless. You know, this Rams defense, like you said, Adam, they've they've just been clicking. And the Seahawks team, you know, they started off the season hot, but they've offensively kind of cooled off, and their defense still hasn't really come up to par as what we, like, typically expect from a C- Seattle defense. So um, I, I really do like the Rams here. Um, I do think they can win it, um, but I'll, I'll probably just stick to the points here with the Rams. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see. These are uh, two teams that uh... – you know, have kind of struggled to run the ball, and uh, this is the time of the year when you really need to be able to run the ball. So uh, I think the team that establishes the run here, uh, you know, is going to be the one that comes out with the victory. Whoever can run the ball better, I think, has the best chance of victory. And uh, you know, not really a strength for either of these teams, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, next up, guys, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into Washington to take on the team. Um, the Bucks are looking to storm the Capitol uh, this week, and uh, they are eight-point favorites at home, uh, on the road with an over/under at forty-four and a half. Um, Don't disrespect the Washington <laughs> football team like that. <laughs> um, yeah, Got to keep it topical here. Um, Robbie, why don't you start us off? What do you think takes place here? Oh man. Um, well, yeah. You know, hopefully the cannon, cannons aren't firing. <laughs> you know, hopefully we, we still have a game going on in Washington. You know, uh, you know thoughts thoughts going out to everybody out there. You know, out, out in DC area. You know, that's a that's a scary situation. Hope everybody who's listening, if you're out, you're some of our Washington fans. You know, I hope you're staying safe out there. Um, team but, team is strong out there. But uh, team team. Um, I, I like team. That's, this is a lot of points. This is a team that's played very well under Alex Smith. And, um, you know, they have all their pieces back. They're they're looking to prove something here, especially when they, you know, uh, get their home field. I know it's not huge advantage right now, but, um, you know, that eight points is a lot. And um, I think they're going to give the Buccaneers a little bit of a tough time here. I, I like the team here. Evan, go go ahead because I can be persuaded on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like the team here as well. Um, 
I think the defense is going to get after Tom Brady in this one. I expect them to uh, harass him and uh, keep him on his toes. And I think that's where you know the weakness of this Bucks team is, is if you can get any sort of pressure on Tom, uh, and if you can kind of disrupt the line of scrimmage and, and cause pressure, that uh, it'll really disrupt the timing with their passing game. And uh, I, I think that could play a huge factor here. As far as uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the team, you know, there's some concern over whether, you know, or how healthy Alex Smith is right now, uh, if he's playing at 80% or if he's, you know, getting closer to 100% now. Um, the fact of the matter is, you know, we've seen this team play for the last five weeks and it's been ugly, but no quarterback gives them a better chance to win on that roster than, than Alex Smith. And, you know, this is a guy that's played some big playoff games in his career. He's won some big games, did it in uh, Kansas City, did it in San Francisco, uh, and I think he can do it here too. I expect uh, the team to really uh, make a tough go at this one, and I think that they're going to be able to cover the eight here. Um, I just, I ultimately think that, uh, you know, the team are going to try their best to slow this game down, uh, eat up a lot of clock, you know, kind of dink and dunk down the field. And uh, limit uh, the Bucks' time of possession in that matter, and I think it, it'll uh, it'll keep this game close. Not necessarily sure that the team are going to win, but I think their style of play lends to a close game here. And eight points just seems like too much at home. So, uh, give me the team plus the points. Thank you. I think I'm flipping. Oh, oh, there we go. Nice, Robbie. Team, team. We did our job. Yeah, I was a little. I, I was. I'm still. No, not positive about this. I'm going team with the points. My my main concern is just how that offense keeps up. You know, I there's a lot of a lot of good feel good stories there with you know Alex Smith and uh, Antonio Gibson coming off coming off an injury as well. But man, I you know is Logan Thomas beating this? Like I I know uh, Terry McLaurin. He's also coming off an injury, so they're not 100 percent healthy. I just I have my concerns with uh, the team's offense keeping up with the Bucks, um, but you guys made a lot of good points. Uh, and you know we've seen it this year with the Bucks and Tom Brady. If you can, if you can pressure them, that's when the Bucks sort of look, you know, look mortal, and they, they lose to some teams they don't have any business losing to. So, uh, and, and the, the team's going to get going to get to them. I think uh, one or two times, maybe force a turnover or two. Uh, eight's too many for me, um, so I'm going to take the team. All right, well, we're all on the team now. Um, so with that, let's go on to our next game. Maybe the most intriguing matchup of the entire weekend. It's Ravens-Titans. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens head into Nashville, where they are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, uh, taking on the Titans. Uh, the over-under in this one, 54-and-a-half, the highest uh, total of the weekend. And, uh, Adam, we'll throw it right back to you. What are your thoughts on this one? I like the Ravens to cover here on the road. Um, you know, this is sort of them versus the boogeyman for, for them because they, they got knocked out by the Titans last year. And, you know, it didn't look pretty at all. Um, you know, I think this is a different Ravens team. I think they sort of found their identity later in the year. Um, I, you know, I I expect this one to be high scoring. I, I would probably even take the over on that 54 and a half. Um, a, lot, a lot of... A lot of rushing in this game on both sides of the ball, but I think just the amount of playmakers the Ravens have, uh, I think they have the better defense. Um, the Titans, we've seen it all year. They have really struggled to get to the quarterback, and if you 
give Lamar Jackson time or, you know, you don't have the ability to get him in the backfield, you're going to have problems. So, you know, I, I, I expect the Ravens to sort of exercise some of their demons against this Titans team and uh, start a little playoff run. Robbie, why don't you go? I, I'm going to take the other side. I, I don't feel great about it either. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans, take the points here. You know, I, I can see the Titans coming out victorious in this one. Um, I could see the Ravens just shoving it down their throats too. Um, I think this is good over under. Uh, I, I was kind of just thinking about maybe trying to find a play for each of these games and kind of think, think it, you know, no player, pro- no player props are out yet, but um one that might be intriguing for me is uh, Lamar Jackson's rushing yards. You know, he kind of ended this last the the season uh, on a on a tear. You know, as far as rushing yards are concerned, you know, ninety four, one twenty four, thirty five, eighty, ninety seven. I mean, this was something that was kind of missing at the beginning of the season for the Ravens. That you know, they finally got it clicking together. But you know, I I think he's going to be under a lot lower than you'd expect. Um, than what in this game, um, you know, because t- Titans, when they played him first time, um, you know, he was held to 51 yards, which, you know, it could be just one game, you know, but Titans have just been, uh, pretty good at, uh, limiting the opposing quarterbacks rushing yardage throughout, uh, the whole season. Um, so, you know, I, I'm expecting his, his average on the season has been, I think, like 67 yards a game for Lamar Jackson. I think you might see a line close to that. You might get a sucker line, in my opinion, of like 59 and a half, where I think it could even go under that. Um, I think you you might get a lot of people seeing, oh, yeah, 59 and a half. He's going to for sure go over that, but I don't think that's going to necessarily be the case. I think Titans are going to be able to shut him down a little bit. So that's that's what I'm going to be looking at in this game. But, you know, the, as far as the spread and over-under, you know, I think those are good lines. So I'm just going to jump in there with crazy stat from last year's playoff game. So he rushed 20 times for 143 yards. Ooh. He threw 59 passes with the 20 rushes. That's that's a lot of use. It's a lot of use. <laughs> use to trade. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why they go out and get uh, Dobbins, you know. Get somebody to carry the ball to. Yeah. Him and, him and Gus Bus. Mark Ingram, they, they made the right call there, sort of swapping them around. Should be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. uh, I'm on the Ravens here. I, I've been flip-flopping on this one. Uh, ultimately, you know, this is this is the tightest one of the weekend as far as I'm concerned. And um, I, I just think that, uh, you know, when you think about the last, you know, really since the Ravens came back, from that Steelers game where everybody was out on COVID. This team has been firing on all cylinders. Uh, playing arguably as good a football as anybody in the league right now. Um, and I just think that, uh, you know, they're a force to be reckoned with. You know, I was at first surprised when they uh, opened this lineup as the Ravens uh, as three-and-a-half-point favorites. But the more I've thought about it, the more I like it. I just, I'm not so sure that the Titans are really going to be able to stop um, – this Ravens team, I mean, we saw uh, the Titans have to kind of scratch and claw last week against the Texans just to keep things, uh, you know, relatively close and ensure a win. And, and you know, you would have thought that'd be a game that they should easily handle. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, the Ravens have just been taking care of business. Uh, so there's no having to flip, 
you know, the on switch, uh, you know, here for them, that switch has been on for the last six weeks. You know, I feel like every year there's a team that comes into the playoffs really hot that makes kind of a surprise run. And I could see that being the, the Ravens this year. I think, uh, you know, a win or two could be in the cards for them uh, as upsets as, uh, you know, they're just, they're just playing really good football right now. So, uh, I like the Ravens here, minus three and a half. I think, uh, you know, the Titans defense just being lackluster is probably the Achilles heel for them here. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's pretty fair. I think we were all pretty high on the Ravens coming into the season, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see them making a run, too. All right, uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Chicago Bears taking on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints are nine and a half point favorites at home in this one with the over under of 47 Robbie start us off oh this is going to be a fun slime time game <laughs> going to be on Nickelodeon wow this is uh I, I apparently they're gonna like uh CGI some slime in the end zone this might be really fun to watch for completely different reasons but um you know Bears just kind of they, they got embarrassed against the Packers this past weekend um and the Saints are looking to have Kamara back since um, from COVID. Uh, assuming all is good, um, he was on the COVID list. And if he was, if this game was on Saturday, he wouldn't have played for sure. He he would have had to stay on it. But this gives him a chance to play. But you know, I I think the Bears are a better team than this line is saying right now. I I think they've absolutely got a chance to stay in at nine. Nine and a half is a lot of points, and, you know, I feel pretty good about the Bears just being able to be in it and compete. Are they going to pull off a Vikings upset uh, like last year? Eh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that, but, um, you know, I, I still think the Bears are l- looking a lot better than they were midseason, and I, th- I think they need to uh, be get a little more respect for them. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, the Saints are probably playing one of the top three hottest teams going in, into the postseason. You know, their their defense is clicking. They might be going in the playoffs the best unit on the defensive side of the ball that any team has. Uh, Bears, you know, they backed into the playoffs. Got, got a lot of help from those Rams. Um, but, you know, on the optimistic side, you know, they were they were in that game for three quarters against the Packers. Um you know, I, I, I think the Packers are a much better team than the Saints. Uh, but, you know, and then you look at this defense, still a lot of the same big names that were there that two years ago. That, that uh, You know, same same big players. You know, they, I just think that they're more than capable of having a couple of big plays on defense that changes this game. And, uh, you know, the Bears offense shouldn't need to score 30 points uh, with the guys on this defense. But, you know, it – they haven't really played to that level this year, and it's hard to expect them to uh, going into a playoff game. But hopefully, they're you know a little bit more loose and uh, play up to their ability. So, but you know, I just with the question marks on the Saints on the offside or offensive side of the ball, Michael Thomas's health, Kamara's uh, you know COVID status, Drew Brees' health. Um, I, I I'm gonna play safe and take the points here. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bears with the nine and a half. Yeah, I'm uh I'm with you guys. I think this line of nine and a half 
is uh, a bit disrespectful to the Bears. I think there's an important caveat here. Um, Roquan Smith got hurt last weekend against the Pack, um, and you know my statement here is is pending if he plays, but um, you know and he did not practice today, uh, so we'll see how he kind of progresses throughout the week. But as long as uh, he's healthy and he's good to go, I think that uh, the Bears should be able to cover the 9.5 here. This just seems disrespectful. Adam, as you pointed out, the Bears were really in that game last week against the Packers. Uh, really one drive turned it um, when the Bears uh, you know, had that fourth down deep in Packers territory and failed to convert. Pack turned around, uh, scored quickly after that, and uh, you know the game got away from them. But uh, it, was, it was a one-score game most of the time, and, and the Bears really hung tough in there. Um, defense needs to look itself in the mirror and, and make a couple plays. Uh, as of right now, you know, that's a unit that's uh, kind of struggling, and the offense has been carrying them late. So if this defense can, you know, turn it around and uh, step their game up a notch, I, I think that they could uh, surprise a lot of people here. You know, but ultimately, I don't see the Saints being able to put up too many points here. And the Bears' offense has been, you know, successful enough, even if it's just a backdoor cover, to make this game closer than 9.5 points. I just think this is uh, kind of a ridiculous line set out there. So I'm going Bears, and I'm locking it up. It's a lock! No! Yeah, so, you know, for for my money, though, I mean, again, like kind of Adam said in Robbie, uh, I don't know that the Bears are going to win this game. um, But... Nine and a half. There's just that's a big window of points, and a lot can happen within that range. Uh, whether it's a backdoor cover, but you know, if I had to guess how this game goes, I, I just think the Bears are able to keep this one within a one-score game for most of the time. So, uh, give me the Bears with uh, plus nine and a half. Yeah, we've seen it the last two years with uh, Drew Brees. His lack of arm strength really gets highlighted in playoff atmosphere, and he's he really hasn't looked the same in his last two playoff matchups. Let's uh, as Bears fans, let's hope that that continues. Yep. Next game up, final one of the weekend. It is the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are five and a half point favorites at home, with the over/under set at forty-seven and a half. Um, I know for buy money guys here. I, I like the Steelers here. Uh, an interesting kind of development that came out is, uh, you know, when we saw that offensive explosion from the Steelers. Uh, against the Colts, it actually came out that Ben Roethlisberger was calling his own plays at the line, um, and he's been butting heads with the offensive coordinator a lot. But it appears that uh, Ben has been given more leeway with the playbook here. Um, you know, at the end of the season and going into the playoffs to uh, make his own calls at the line and, and not necessarily stick to what uh, was called in from the OC. So I, I think that's helpful. Um, you know, the play calling from the Steelers has been rough this year. They're having a lot of trouble uh, keeping the balance between the run game and pass game. Uh, but, you know, I think really the thing here to watch the most and what probably turned me into picking the Steelers minus the 5.5 is uh, unfortunately the COVID situation for Kevin Stefanski uh, and to a lesser extent Joel Batonio. Um, you know, Kevin Stefanski has done a great job uh, scheming up the offense for this team and making uh, in-game adjustments for the Browns all year. And... Uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough without him on the sidelines or or his ability to provide uh, you know a lot of input into the you know practice this whole week. Uh, unfortunately, you know his COVID his positive COVID test pretty much came out 
directly in the wake of uh, you know the Sunday game that they played, and uh, unfortunately, you know he, he just hasn't had much time to be around the team and and game plan for him here. So uh, definitely a tough break there, but. You know, the Steelers team still has a very strong defense, and we've seen the Browns' offense disappear at times. you got to think that that's exacerbated a little bit by the fact that uh, Stefanski's not going to be around. So uh, I'm going to take the Steelers here. I think this is uh, kind of a slow game, uh, lower-scoring game, but uh, I just think the Browns are going to have trouble moving the ball. Yeah, I think you're spot-on with the whole Stefanski missing. I mean, that, that's that's pretty big for them. Um you know, I'm I'm gonna lean on the Steelers side, but something about this uh, divisional, these two divisional opponents going against each other, it's giving me a little uneasy feeling, though. So I I'm not sure I'm gonna take uh, either actually bet on either side or the over under here. I mean, the Steelers, it it seems like they should just be able to run over Cleveland just with um, these these two big COVID losses for them, but um, you know, it just kind of feels like a trap to me. Um, so. You know, let's let's talk some player props again. This is a uh, I'm I'm going to talk about something that has been pretty successful for me throughout this year, and that's been uh, betting on Deontay Johnson and uh, Juju Smith Schuster over uh, five and a half receptions. You usually get that line every game, and eight out of fifteen times, both of them have hit. Uh, five out of fifteen times, uh, one has hit, the other hasn't, and only two times neither has hit, and. That was earlier on in the season when Deontay Johnson was um, hampered with that uh, injury. Can't remember what it was, but uh, he tried to come back in week five, but didn't really um, play long. So, um, you know, it, it it's a good play to me. And, you know, uh, Denzel Ward, you know, um, you know, he's a he's a good looking guy. He gets all the ladies, uh, but um you know, he usually plays on one side of the field, so I don't expect him to shadow either of them. You know, I'm also very intrigued by maybe taking a Juju uh, touchdown here. You know, he's been pretty hot in the red zone lately, so that that might be something I add on too. But, you know, I, I love just going over five and a half receptions for those two guys. You know, it usually pays out. Yeah, with Big Ben calling a plays, his own plays, that's, that's definitely going to hit. Oh, yeah. He, he's not going to want to run the ball. Yeah, and I, I mean, Deontay didn't get over five and a half last week, but, you know, he had Mason Rudolph, too. So, you know, Be- Big Ben loves to sling it. And especially, again, yeah, as when he calls the plays, you know, you got to love that. Uh, for me on this one, I'm, I'm a lean Browns. Um, I, I just think this is too many points. Uh, you guys mentioned it. I mean, this is the third time these teams are going to see each other this year. Um, a lot of wacky things happen with these interdivision games and even more so with the, the third third overall matchup uh I mean you know I think I, Browns have an identity and I, I know they're going to be missing their head coach uh, missing a key piece of their own line but uh they're going to be able to run the ball still and you know it, if Baker sort of limits mistakes they play more of a game management role you know Brown's got a chance here and I think that they can keep this game close enough where you know five and a half is just way too many to take for uh you know an interdivision matchup like this where they know each other as well as they do. So, uh, you know, I'm afraid, I'm afraid you guys on the Steelers and, um, I'm going to take the Browns in their first playoff matchup in the 17 years. Yeah. 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 Good for them. Browns. So I was kind of expecting them in some sort of Browns way to lose to Mason Rudolph last week and miss out on the playoffs, but you know, good for them for 
making it in. Hey, this is, I mean, a lot of people have, a, you know, different opinions about Baker Mayfield, but, you know, here's your time to shine. So we, uh, last year, we decided to do, uh, you know, sort of like a pizza party for the guy that won the playoff locks. Uh, and then, unfortunately, COVID hit, so we never really got to go to Aurelio's. But uh, uh, what do you guys thought? Should we should we do a, a little stakes uh, on these picks here for the postseason? Yeah, I don't see why not. Maybe another pizza party? I don't know. Yeah, oh, I mean, if you want to w- win again. Yeah, let's we'll see. You did win last year, right? I did I'm win. I'm not misremembering I did that. win. We'll, uh, we'll do a weekend uh, playoff watch party here, and, and I'll make sure that I get my pizza. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Got to get your Aurelio's. It's not right. a sponsor. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking literally steaks when you mentioned it. Like, we could do literal I, steaks. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do literal steaks, too. No, like I, I'm That's, in for that. So. Okay, let's do literal steaks, then. <laughs> a lot at stake. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do it uh, for our episode this week, guys. Uh, best of luck to everybody in Wild Card Weekend. Uh, I know we're fired up. We'll be back next week to break down the divisional games. But for Robbie and Adam, uh, everybody stay safe out there, and we'll see you next week.